0: Our big question for today is, what makes a life thrive or flourish? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. let's dive into episode 58 today as we take a look at Proverbs 4, 3 through 4. We're going to read it and talk about the language and the meaning and then connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. Before we get started with all that, though, let's pray. Father, I ask you to guide this time. I pray that Spirit, you would open our hearts to understanding this piece of scripture today, this passage. And that you would teach us what we need to know. Each one of us probably has a different application that we need to make to our own lives. And I pray that you would bring that to our attention. And that not only would it just be something that flits through our head at this moment, but that you would really seal it into our hearts so that it comes out in our behavior and our actions and in our everyday lives. That this becomes a seed that actually grows. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 4, 3-4. through It says, When I was a son with my father, tender and precious to my mother, he taught me and said, Your heart must hold on to my words, keep my commandments and live. Chapter four is the whole of chapter four is a warning to follow righteousness and avoid wickedness. It's the fifth paternal appeal, or the fifth time we have this father saying, Look, do this, this is important. And the whole kind of idea is wisdom is a tradition worth maintaining. The chapter's made up of three discussions on the value of wisdom. And today, we have the instruction to acquire traditional wisdom. Tomorrow, we'll start to see a section on the benefits of doing that. Actually, by the end of today, we have have that too. We've had a few conversations so far in Proverbs between a father and a son. In today's verses, we're introduced to a whole other generation. Dad's describing to his son what his dad taught him. Grandpa passed this knowledge to him, and he is passing it on to his son. How we behave in the world is passed from one generation to another, for good and for bad. We're a product of our family of origin. We learn ways of living, reacting, and loving from our families. We can intentionally pass along what's important, or we can allow that to happen without intention, without purpose. Have you ever played that game of telephone as a kid? You know, the one where there's this long line of kids and the first one whispers in the ear of the second one and then the second one whispers in the ear of the third one and by the time you get to the end, it looks like something totally different. What you think you're passing along in life might not come out the way it's supposed to either. What if in that game, that first child looks at the other one and says out loud and clearly, like looks in their eyes and says clearly, Pineapple upside down cake. When it gets to the end of the line, it's going to sound like a yummy dessert and not like it's time to feed the dog, right? The same thing is true for assuming that what we want to pass along in our family is actually being passed along. I think I'm starting to steal tomorrow's message though, so let's get back to what he's passing on. Your heart must hold on to my words. Keep my commandments and live. So let's break that down into three parts first your heart dad tells his son that his heart must hold on now biblically in most cases when the heart is mentioned it's not simply talking about that organ that's beating in your chest it's not our philosophical or literary or romantic definitions of heart either the bible mentions the heart almost a thousand times It's a way of saying your inner person or the core of your being. The heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and our desires dwell. The Hebrew word for heart really has no equal in English. It would have to be translated your heart and your mind because it encompasses all of the inner self. Later on in this chapter, we'll hear it called the wellspring of life. Your heart is critically important. And that is where we need to be holding on and keeping these commandments of God in the inner core of our being. And that's the next part of the verse. The command or exhortation in this verse is to hold on to the words and to keep his commands. Or another way to say that would be obey his commands. And it's not just one, right? This word is plural. All the commands, all the things. The original language here can mean either a human precept or it's especially used for a commandment of God can also mean, and in this context, it really makes sense, the commandment of the code of wisdom, keeping and following God's wisdom. This verse tells us what to do, keep and follow the wisdom of God. It tells us where we should hold on to it in the inner core of our being, and then it gives us a reason why, a motivation, a benefit. Your heart must hold on to my words, keep my commandments, and live. He tells his son, my dad told me this, and I'm telling you, do this and you will live. The Hebrew word for live can mean several different things. In this case, it's most likely something more like flourish than the idea of actual breathing physical life. It's to experience the fullness of life with all of its blessings. Who among us does not want to flourish, to live a life full of the blessings of God? Go back to podcast episode 44 or even Monday's 54 to learn more about the idea of blessing, but the idea of a flourishing life is something that we all want. We need to choose the way of wisdom in order to get it. Let's ask ourselves some questions. What valuable knowledge or information or character traits or even approaches to life or faith were passed down in your family? Are you intentionally passing important things down in your own family? what are you holding on to fast, hard, in your heart, in your own core being? What's in there? What are you holding on to? Is it wisdom? And what do you think will make your life flourish? Has your perspective changed at all in this study? Today's big question is, what makes a life thrive or flourish? If you want a place to think about that a little longer to write down the answers or make a place to keep track of what you're learning in this study of Proverbs, we send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening. And if you would like to be on the list, the email list to receive those, just go to getwisdom.link backslash email, getwisdom.link backslash email, and we will be happy to send those out to you on Sunday evening. As for me... The idea of legacy is important to me, but this morning I was thinking more about the idea of a flourishing life. The world, our culture says that we will have a flourishing life if we make a lot of money. If we live in a big house at a good address, if we take exotic vacations, if we have lots of free time, if our kids are living up to social norms, if we have all the right things, go all the right places and have all the right stuff. As believers, we know that's not really the definition of a flourishing life, right? That's probably not news to anyone, but we still tend to live that way. We pursue the things that our culture tells us are success. This verse and others like it in Proverbs, they tell us what real flourishing is. It tells us where life is found. It's not enough to be intellectually agreeing that success isn't found in money or pleasure or whatever else the world tells us it is. It's found in living out the wisdom and commands of God. And this morning, I'm thinking about how easy it is to agree with that, but not actually live it out, to hold it in our mind and not in our hearts, to turn away from it. We don't have to run to terrible things to be turning from wisdom. We can just simply not care enough. A flourishing life isn't hard to find. We just tend to veer off in the wrong direction. We don't connect what we believe with what we do. That's what I'm thinking about today. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want your wisdom so that we can have success, so we can have all the things that the world tells us are important. We want it so that we can know you better and love you better, so that it spills over into loving other people better, and so that we can live a life that honors you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that transforms us into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for being with me today, for digging into this passage. If you are a broadcast listener and you're finding this teaching helpful, invite a friend to join us. We'll be back again on Friday. If you're a podcast listener, do that as well, but subscribe. Share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast, and that helps more people be reached with the truths of God's Word. Until Friday, you guys, I hope you have a fantastic week.